Our gospel today comes from Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. Jesus said to the disciples, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you as a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me, naked and you did not give me clothing, sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So I know that this isn't a super fun text um, with all the sort of eternal fire punishment stuff. Um, it's the Gospel of Matthew, so it is sort of judgment Jesus. Um, but I was talking with one of our members earlier this week who isn't able to watch live with us that we'll be watching later, and he's a retired pastor, and so we were laughing. So I was like, oh, it's Christ the King this Sunday, Christ reigns Sunday, and guess what? It's the parable of the sheep and the goats, and you know, I have been ready. I have been waiting for this, right? And he just laughed and said, you know, I'm gonna have to tune in because it's sheep and goat Sunday. I mean, really, it's only a tiny part of the entire parable, right? It's an analogy that Jesus uses that a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Um, and we'll get more into that just a little bit, but, I promise I won't spend forever talking about goats. For those of you who have talked to me about my goats at all, you know I just, I can't stop. So I'll try to keep that to a minimum. 
But as I mentioned, today is Christ the King Sunday, um, also known as Christ Reign Sunday. Um, since kings don't usually work um, for our modern mindset. Um, and so we like to think about this as the, the time in which we talk about Christ's reign and Christ's kingdom and Christ as our ruler and leader and, and all of those things. It's also the last day of our church year. And so it leads us into a new church year, a new season, the season of Advent as we get ready and anticipate the birth of Jesus at Christmas. And so every year around this time, particularly for this Sunday, I find myself thinking about and praying about and wondering in our world, in our lives, what on earth does it mean to say that Jesus Christ is our King? What on earth does it mean to talk about Christ's reign? And I think the disciples listening to Jesus teach this parable were probably wondering kind of the same thing. Our gospel text from Matthew shares this, another parable, because we need more, right? And as a reminder, parables are illustrations that Jesus uses to get listeners to think, to open their minds, to stir them. They often have some really big judgment things to kind of, you know, snap us out of our um, whatever we might be in and get us listening, right? And so it's true. The parable gets me listening and gets me thinking and gets me wondering. And it's not just because I think the goats get an unfair rap here. Jesus is trying to open his disciples' minds, open our minds to the truth that Christ as king, that Jesus' reign, God's kingdom, is probably not what we're expecting. The disciples especially were expecting like a king, like a real king. They were expecting the next King David. They're expecting this person to be a shepherd and a prince and a warrior against an empire that oppresses them. And obviously they weren't quite right about that. Shepherd, yes, but warrior, not so much. And I think we all have our own idea of what Jesus as king or Jesus as reign might look like. We tend to imagine Jesus as reign as something that happens after our lives are over, something outside of life on earth. We tend to think of Jesus as a kind of gentle king, shepherding us and comforting us and caring for us. And in this parable, when Jesus is trying to get his disciples thinking, reading this Today, for us, on Christ's Reign Sunday, we get another image of what this kingdom might look like. And it's something that's kind of difficult to contend with, right? Jesus says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory, which is good news, especially for the disciples, like it's starting to sound like what they've been waiting for. Jesus is talking about glory and thrones and nations. They've been ready. They've been putting up with his kind of weird storytelling and like feeding all the people. But now it's time for Jesus to step up and be king. And then Jesus keeps talking, right? Which is always something I say. I think that's a line that happens a lot in my sermons is, and Jesus keeps talking. He says, then the king will say to those at his right hand, 
you are blessed because you fed me and you gave me something to drink. You clothed me and welcomed me. You visited me and cared for me. Not because any of these subjects did these things for the king himself, but because they served the least of these. They served those in need, those who were hungry and thirsty and naked and outcast. They served those who were sick and imprisoned. That's how they served their king. And the disciples listening were probably thinking through in that moment already every person that they've helped, that they've fed, that they've cared for, handing out all that bread and fish with Jesus. Maybe they started to wonder a little bit, though, what Jesus was getting at with this whole separation between sheep and goats. Because as someone who has had sheep and now has goats, in mostly any other circumstance, I would rather be a goat than a sheep. Goats are independent. They're also herd animals though. So they'll guard one another, they'll care for one another, they'll follow each other, but then they'll also run off and do their own thing if they see a blackberry bush calling to them. And they'll just go eat the blackberry bush. (laughs) The truth is that sheep, particularly the word sheep has become an insult today. People are called sheep for wearing masks, for trying to find the balance between caution and connection. It's become a harmful symbol of the great divisions in our country. No one wants to be a sheep. And I wonder how we hear Jesus referring to this shepherd with sheep and goats and how the disciples hear it. Because honestly, at that time, and even now, most shepherds who herd both sheep and goats keep them together until it's time to either shear the sheep or butcher the animals. So the disciples would already begin to know, wait a minute, if a shepherd is separating the sheep and the goats, then there's something coming, right? I wonder if before Jesus even begins to speak about those who are on the king's left, about the goats, if if the disciples started thinking about all the people that they failed to serve, whether it's because they chose not to or because they actually couldn't. And Jesus keeps talking and he says, truly, I tell you, just as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. This was not the throne of glory the disciples were expecting. They were expecting that they would be on the right and the left side of the throne with Jesus, that that wouldn't be a bad thing. They weren't expecting to be called to participate in this new kingdom as servants to the least of these. They expected power and authority and a new world order, not that they would be serving those on the bottom of the current one. Not that their failures to love their neighbor as themselves, every neighbor would have them on the left with all the independent and sometimes annoying goats. Just as Jesus began the parable with familiar and empowering words of glory, he ends them with a promise, eternal life for the righteous and eternal punishment for those who fail to serve. A parable that flips our expectations. The disciples are ready to be both left and right hands of Jesus to share in his power and authority over the nations and instead are left wondering whether they are sheep or goats, whether they will receive life or punishment. 
Jesus flips the script. He flips it on the disciples who are waiting for this King David Messiah to come and lead them back into the glory days of Israel. And maybe Jesus is flipping the script for us too, today. When Jesus talks about kingship and the kingdom in his parable, his throne of glory is not one of power, it's not one of majority, it's not one of a conquering force. Christ's kingdom is one built on care for the least of these. Christ's kingdom is built with sheep who follow the calling of their shepherd, who do all that they can to care for the lost and the broken, the sick and the marginalized. And this expectation overthrowing Jesus' parable is one of those that challenges us to recognize that maybe we're not always the good subjects we try to be. In the Catholic tradition, our texts from Matthew are referred to the acts of mercy, to feed and give drink, to clothe and to welcome, to visit and to care for. And this is the mercy that God calls us to share, that Jesus in this parable really is kind of warning the disciples that this is a command to love your neighbor as yourself. This is a command to share God's mercy with those who really need it. And I can tell you, like, throughout my life and ministry, I've done each of these acts of mercy. I've fed someone who was hungry. I've helped give water to someone who was thirsty. I've donated clothes. I've worked for welcome for immigrants and strangers. I have visited people in prison. I have cared for those who were in the hospital. I feel like, well, maybe I've done it all until I realized that the reality is that as much as I have fulfilled these acts of mercy, I can tell you twice as many, three times as many, more times than I really want to count as many where I haven't. Times when physically I couldn't, when the funds weren't there to give, when the time wasn't there to share, when my abilities didn't meet the needs. Times more than I can even count where the ability had nothing to do with it. The times where I just didn't. I'll tell you, these words from Jesus always hit me hard. Even though I am always excited for Sheep and Goat Sunday, I am also always convicted by Jesus reminding us, because the truth is, there will be those who are the least of these in Christ's family who we miss. And that's the challenge Jesus is giving to the disciples and giving to us, challenging our own self-righteousness. We are not so high and mighty. Yes, we participate in Jesus's kingdom, but we can't live up to his expectations on our own. We can't be righteous on our own. We're goats. We want to go chase the blackberry bushes. We want to have what we want. We want to run around and jump on cars sometimes, and we're more interested in fun, in comfort, in what we want. But Jesus is telling us that we are called to be sheep, to follow our shepherd, to follow our king, Jesus, and that there will always be more opportunities that we can serve our king. And when we are not limited by funds or time or ability, there's a possibility that we can choose to recognize the least of these among us. 
the parable pushes us to wonder, do we expect Jesus to return? And are we living like Jesus is our king? Or are we living like Jesus is just the king of our hearts and prayers, a helpful reminder of God's love for us? Yes, we are. Little preacher over there. She's all law, though. I've got some gospel coming, don't worry. Are we living like Jesus is really our king? I don't know. These words from Jesus, this parable, it flips our expectations, it challenges us, it pushes us just as it did the disciples when they first heard it. But I think if we only focus on the separating, if we only focus on whether or not we are the sheep or the goats in this story, we're not allowing this parable to do what parables do, to give us wisdom and revelation. This parable flips our expectations, getting us thinking about God's kingdom, this kingdom that first began in Jesus's baptism and continues to break into the world. Christ the King didn't come as a conqueror or as a political leader, but Jesus comes as a baby. And honestly, baby Jesus is kind of a big thing that we're needing right now, right? The Son of God comes to us vulnerable, listening, a shepherd, and also a king, a king who goes to the cross for the sin, for the accursedness of his subjects. And this Son of God, this Christ the King, challenges us and invites us to participate in his reign, in his kingdom, right here, right now. And through all of that, we still fail because the only thing righteous about us, here's the truth, is Jesus. Jesus makes us righteous. On the cross, Jesus dies for our sin, for our failures, for our division, for our self-interests. But Jesus rises from the dead to make us the righteous ones, to challenge us to serve with the same love and mercy and hope that we are given. Jesus pushes us to be sheep following a shepherd who calls us into all of this, this son of God, this king of kings pushes us to participate in this kingdom on earth, both here and not yet, and pushes us to share the love that we've been given, to share the mercy that we've been given, to serve our king of kings by serving the least of these. This is the language our king speaks. This is the reign Christ the king is bringing, a kingdom of love for those who are hungry, a kingdom of mercy for those who are outcast, a kingdom of hope and new life for each and every one of us. Thanks be to God. Amen.